Wall Street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW District. Shop the very best in men's and women's apparel and accessories, home decor, office supplies, books, pantry items, and so much more. The GW District is a retail marketplace of black-owned products and media. We're both veteran and black-owned, and we're bringing you the best online shopping experience with products made by small businesses. Come and experience the GW District difference today at Shop gwdistrict.com that's shop gwdistrict.com the gw district a retail marketplace of black owned products and media that's right that's right When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. She wanna slide on the D, she throw the D, take off the D, yeah that's fine by me, she wanna ride the D, reverse cowgirl, cowgirl, she did a helicopter, spin on the D, now she want it in her asshole, asshole. Lucky for me, it wasn't as bad until what, right when I started walking, about right when I hit the block, my block for me to get the house. And that's when the wind started kicking up, want to fuck with the umbrella. And I swear they don't make good umbrellas. <laughs> nah, we, nah, they do. You got to just, you got to pay a couple of dollars because yeah. we had to order some, um, we got some like Nordica mm. umbrellas that's like double... I don't know. It's like an umbrella with another umbrella on top yeah. of it. Like, they make they charge you though. You can't. It's not like back in the day when you get an umbrella for like little ten dollars. <laughs> Yo, those are the good old days. You ten ten dollars yeah. for umbrella used to be a lot, but now that's you know you spend yeah, a change out this motherfucker man, out of this bitch man. So, like I was, hello viewers. It's it's not often that I get to talk to a legend. You know what I'm saying? And um. He up there smiling and shit, but he know he, he know he he know he he, he know he's a legend. He, you know, legends know they ain't got to say it. Their their bravado, their energy tells you this. You know what I'm saying? This is a man that's been doing events for shit for over a decade. Probably, I think probably longer than that, ain't it? Well, yeah, this is our 20 year anniversary officially. Yeah. Price of Productions. Yeah, this is well the conclusion of the year. Can't believe we've been a whole year already. But yeah, this is the yeah. The, it, it went by fast, man. So before before I go into the particulars and everything, I I, I got I always start off. You know, I like start my podcast hot. What do you equate the biggest quality and characteristic that you bring to the table that equates to your success? While you have your career has spanned twenty years and you have been successful 
and your success has grown each year. You know what I'm saying? What 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 do a person has to have to see that type of success? Um. So for me, I, I would definitely have to say is is patience, is persistence, dedication. You got to have dedication with this. Um, and in my skill set, I would just say having a, a you know a dope imagination and and thinking outside the box, mm-hmm. and not feeling to that that I'm limited to anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because with any business, you got to have you know persistence and and all of that, but and and the drive to do it because that goes without being said. You got to have a drive, the willingness to like go for it, but in this business, there's a lot of things that can deter you away. Like, mm-hmm. if you're not built for this shit, like, there's a lot. The littlest things can make you just skedaddle out of the industry, you know? Yeah. And this is so many things that if you're not really, if you're not about it, if you're not really here for it, if you're just here for the money or you're just here for the notoriety, if you ain't in it for, like, the long haul, it, it, this business will, like, chew you up. So, um, yeah, I would say it's those things. There you go, people. So, with that being said, welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor. Perfect app for anyone trying to start their own podcast. Y'all know what to do. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm get a profile. I'm your host, Kevin Nova, Southern Champ, a.k.a. The Point Rap Star. Y'all know what it is. Find all my links with one link. All my links back... All my links backslash... Excuse me. All my links dot com backslash porn rap star. Three wonderful sponsors we got to tell you about. The first one being the Facebook of the Ellis community, lsworld.com. Next up, the hottest adult magazine on the web, eroticismmagazine.com. And last but not least, Black-owned, for you content creators, 90% profit. They offer healthcare and no hashtag issues. And for you consumers, a new place for you to consume Triple X content. We're talking about Bunny. Dot com. Also, proud member of the GW District Black Podcasting Community. Also, go to shop GWDistrict.com and buy black as you get the opportunity to buy products from over 500 black-owned retailers and shops. Also, check me out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, not Saturday or Sunday, on FullySwapRadio.com. Also, on SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com, as well as the BGP LLC app. Now, with that being said, like I normally do, I'm going to shut up and, and let this man, this legend, this this beast of the fucking industry, introduce his motherfucking self, because I know he does it better than I can. <laughs> no, I appreciate it, man. Um, DeLavion Carter, DeLavion Pipe Carter, everybody calls me Pipe, my company's Pipe Swell Productions, um, starting this industry, this is our 20th anniversary of promoting plus size positivity and acceptance, and that goes from everything from, you know, before we started throwing events, when it comes to graphic design and um, photo and me- uh, video and media, uh, we do a lot, management, uh, not so much management, not in these days, but more so being a liaison in the business, guiding people the right way. Um, I work hand in hand with some of the best, you know, to ever do it. And um, yeah. but now we've been focusing on our events that we throw. And then in the background with my other businesses, I, I work with a lot of content creators. I shoot a lot of content, edit, you know, I run a lot of their social media stuff, their content sites to keep them going. You know, a lot of these ladies. 
you know, they, they shoot content, but they have a hard time getting it uploaded or keeping the schedule. So that's where the behind the scenes stuff for Pipes for Productions come in at. But uh, now mostly, you know, people know us for throwing the biggest thick to BBW events across the country, period. <laughs> well, definitely. So let's go back. Let's go back when Mr. Carter was about to get into business. What brought you into the business and tell us your beginnings? Yo, it's crazy. Um, I remember it like it was yesterday, though, like the scenario. Um, I just, I was always fascinated with like adult stuff. You know what I mean? Like I've always been fresh. <laughs> like, always been a, I've always been naughty. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I was yeah, that yeah. one that was watching the HBO Real Sex and then having that yeah. last button on the Cartoon Network. You know what I mean? So yeah. you know, I'm not bragging about it, but you know, I <laughs> So she would go to bed, you know, on time, like clockwork, mm-hmm. so get up for the morning. So I pretty much knew she wasn't, you know, getting up, checking on the living room and checking the yeah. TV and whatnot. So it just, I've just always been fascinated with adult, adult stuff. I mean, I've always been a horn dog. So it started with that. And then with the internet, you know, uh, started, you know, once again, things I'm not proud of, especially being a parent myself now, mm-hmm. like the things I was doing as well. You know, yeah, man, when you yeah, when you think about it, it's kind of like, damn. <laughs> and I got daughters too, so <laughs> it's scary. Like I, I, I used to do yeah. these things, and you know, but this is way before we talking about Instagram and yeah, sir. MySpace and all these type of things. I'm talking about even before AOL. You know, had their own Yahoo, the AOL chats, the Yahoo messengers. I'm talking about yeah. straight chat room and just perving out, man, and um. But then it was like different sites that had like message boards. And so I started seeing plus size ladies post pictures and stuff like that. I can't remember any, a whole bunch of people um, by name at the moment, but some that's like that I can really like big up. It's like a lot of ladies that worked with Mercedes, uh, not Mercedes, uh, Power Bosom and BustyBabyDolls.com. And then there was other models. I don't know if you're familiar with this name, Hypnotic. Yeah. Um, she she was like on the cover of my magazine when I first started. I got to know her really well. Um, <laughs> that's a whole long story too. But um, I just I, I started doing graphic work, and at that time I thought my work was like the hottest thing in the streets. Like I'm <laughs> I'm self taught. I'm doing just funny things with images and artwork. And like I said at that point, if, if I look back on it now, it's completely trash work. But um, <laughs> But the shit we were doing back then, it was good for the shit we had for to work it was. Yeah, but now, like, the work I do for these companies, you know, in my vanilla life outside of the adult industry, like, I work with multi-million dollar companies. You know, I've done a lot of graphic work for major companies. I'm not going to say those names, but it's, it's been there. Everything from billboards to, you know, everything else. So, um, I just started, that was my way in to get um, these ladies' attention. I would just take their photos and do little graphics with them. And, you know, my my skill set, my talent has always opened the door for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, it took my love of these women to start designing stuff to get their attention. And then, you know, we formed little situations, little relationships. And that kind of got my foot into the adult world because these ladies started you know, working on, like, websites and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's kind of like, 
even back then, I remember when I was talking to the guys in Hollywood. They were they were saying, especially on the BBW side, um, don't send them here. Get them to do their own websites and stuff like that. And females back then, when they came in the game, they were looking for people like us to handle their social media, to help them get content, to help them with their marketing and promotion and stuff like that. In other words, to do the tidbit shit they didn't feel like doing. Here's the wild part, but what I'm talking about is way before then. I'm talking, yeah. when I'm telling you I started this business, I'm talking about 2002. Woo! So, yeah, 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 this, yeah like I said, yeah, this is my, yeah. this is 20 and, like, so this is before, you know, acronyms of BBW. This was, there was no yeah. platforms. If, if there was a, a plus-size woman in adult content on the internet, mm-hmm. she was, like, one of the ladies you may see, and, and I, I say this with, with, no, no joke, no, no funny, no pun intended. Um, if you, if there was adult content out there that featured a plus size woman, you know, it was like a, a lady that was on like my six hundred pound life. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. And, they, and they, the, they, those, they, they look like the Pillsbury Doughboy. I remember. I don't, no, don't want to say. I don't want to say that about these ladies. It was just they were just really big. No, 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 no. Seriously, I actually saw a like it was a threesome that um. Ron Jeremy did. We were two big white girls. Yeah, Ron like Jeremy. Yeah, he was one yeah. Of and the name of those 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 films used to be like My Gigantic Freaks or you know yeah. Feed Fatty or some stupid shit like that. And um, me personally, I never really got off to that type of stuff. It was mm-hmm. it was definitely definitely interesting to watch. Um, but you know, at that point, that was the only representation for for plus size talent. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until maybe around 2003, 2004-ish mm-hmm. when you had uh someone like Crystal Clear came around. Yes, Lord. Who was a BBW. <laughs> you know, like she was she was plus size, but she wasn't like you know, really really big. She was still mm-hmm. curvaceous. She was a big girl. She had stomach, but she had ass, she had tits, she had everything. Beautiful girl, chocolate. She was shooting with a lot of inter- doing a lot of interracial stuff, mm-hmm. and I think I don't. I'm not giving her credit for the phrase, but around that time is when the acronyms BBW started coming into place. Around that that time frame, actually, in my opinion, she kind of coined the phrase because she. It, it you started it like like even with the covers, it was BBW. Plus, she was calling herself a BBW at that time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I remember the crew that came out uh, with the real head was her, Italia Blue, I think, Lethal Lips, I think, was in Here's there. Here's the funny part. Italia Blue has never been a BBW. Um, uh, I love Italia Blue. She, I, used to have, yeah, I used to have such a crush on Italia Blue. Yeah, she was um, gorgeous, bro. <laughs> I got a chance to, like, know her and, and then interviewed her for my show. Love her to death, but she was never BBW. She was see, and that was the beautiful part. Like, not to make this interview about them. So you had, yeah. uh, you know, um, Laurel, Busty Baby yeah. Doll, and then they, she was best friends with Tia from A Clip for You to Lick, and yeah. they both came out of that umbrella of power them in the Big Bud and Big Black Butt magazine set in the old Big Butt videos or whatever. Um, so because Laurel and and Tia was like so cool. They did everything almost kind of the same, which was such a positive for the the urban side of market because these yeah. women who were once models and performers on other people's websites shooting content, they mm-hmm. became their own bosses. There was their own. They were shooting their own content, being their own web mistresses. So these was women um, yeah. at the time in a male dominated industry that were that was shooting their own content and 
doing the website work, maintaining it. Yeah. And so when you talk about like Lethal Lips and Natalia Blue, they wasn't really featured in the BBW. Like they was more so on like a clip for you to lick.com and cyberspaces where Busty Baby Dolls, you know, 90 were all BBWs. That that red couch, I'm sorry, it's famous though. No, but no, so loud. Even before the red couch is crazy. Yeah, I mean, is I mean, cause it seemed like to me, she told Hollywood which BBWs was hot. Because if you shot for her, you went to Hollywood, damn near. Well, you know what I'm saying? So, so yes and no. So here's the thing: they they started shooting. I remember this because. Uh, TT Boy and all of them. I used to be in touch with a, with a lot of these guys and um, yeah, yeah. West Coast, not West Coast, or, um, Evasive Angles and TT Boy and Black Market Video. Um, yeah, yeah. There was a wave. This was like 2006 to 2008. It was very short lived. Um, where they started recruiting a lot of BBWs to shoot. They was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is a new thing. Let's jump on it. And then it was like bringing girls in, but it was short lived because I'm, I'm, I blame, I blame both sides. I blame the business and I blame the models because a lot of ladies went out there, didn't know what they was doing, wasn't prepared. And they, Mm -hmm. those companies took advantage of them. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the content that you saw that was shot, that was BBW. It wasn't fly. It wasn't sexy. You know, we watched them because it was people we knew, Mm -hmm. um, but if you compare it, you know what I'm saying? Like some of these ladies were shooting films with no budget. Like there was no hair and makeup done for them. They mm-hmm. was basically, what did you have in your suitcase? Okay, put that on. We filming it. So even though no disrespect to these companies either, all these years later, I'm not disrespecting it. But, mm-hmm. you know, it was like they gave a bone mm-hmm. and, you know. But, I but, but, you know why, but you know why they shot it like that? So so my listeners can understand. It's a term called quota filler. Quota filler DVDs. The BBWs was considered the quota filler DVDs because when you had distribution, you had a certain amount of titles that you had to put out in order to keep that distribution. And so with Vase Vangles, Black Ice, Heat Wave, um, they used the BBW titles as quota fillers in order for them to keep their quota. They were unattended to make money, and it did make money for them because they sold. You know, period. Because that's, that's the thing. What I'm talking about, right? So, yeah. you know, we know obviously there's a market here, right? This is why you know I'm successful. This is why you've been successful. It's because when people are telling us, "Nah, that's not a thing," or the majority of public opinion is saying, "No, this is not it," we know. So, can no one tell me like, "Yo, there's no money in the plus size market" when I've been getting money in this plus size market for 20 years, man? So, you know, you don't have to see the vision for it to be for it to be real. You know what I mean? So I'm glad. I'm glad y'all didn't believe in it because now that's why I'm here. But in the same breath, I don't put everything just on. And this is why I'm the controversial one in, in, in you know amongst this thing in this industry on my side, because I'm still blame no matter quota fillers, whether they took it serious or not. If you was a plus size model and you got an opportunity to shoot in a, a, a DVD or a film that's going to be uh, widely distributed, nationally yeah. distributed, mm-hmm. then that was your job, your opportunity to go out there and wreck shit. Yeah. See, a lot of ladies, 
unfortunately get hella comfortable. Oh, they gonna they, they don't care. They just look at my ass and titties. Like, nah, you still gotta get your hair done, your nails done. Like, there's still guys. There's still a lot of us guys that pay attention to that type of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, if you went out there and you didn't have outfits, hair, makeup, and all that to shoot, that's you know what I mean. That's that's yeah. crazy. You know what I mean. But the the, the messed up side is on the business side. The other models, they have budgets for them. You know, mm-hmm. there's hair, there's makeup, there's party mm-hmm. favors, there's everything. But when it came to these ladies in that that short time span, I'm, I can't speak after mm-hmm. that. I'm just talking about this one, like I said, 2006 to 2008. There was a window mm-hmm. where they really shooting plus size ladies from all over. And I just remember a short period of time, a lot of East Coast ladies went out there to shoot. Yeah. A lot of them I know very much personally. A, a few of them, I'm the one who sent them over there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I got you. I was pl- plugged you in. And, mm-hmm. you know, not all of them, but mm-hmm. a lot of them didn't go the way they, you know, as well as they, they should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, t- I, I, I used to tell the girls I sent out there, when you go shoot with Hollywood, it's a different beast. And you got to pay it in... You got to have your mind right because it's not even about that amount of time you're shooting with. It's about that producing that director who is fickle as fuck. They've seen a hundred females like you, built like you, and they're going to see: Are you worth my time to bring you back? Hands down. No, what? Here's the thing. It's funny you said that. That's still the wrong mentality to have. And with all due respect to your comment, I'm gonna tell you why that's the wrong mentality to have. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you a quote. Just I was finished watching, not finished watching. I'm in the middle of watching this Derek Jeter documentary. Okay. And in this documentary, Derek Jeter has said this phrase. I watched him. He did a, a another interview on a podcast, and then when I got a chance to watch the the documentary, he said the same phrase, and it resonates with me so well. He said, "You know, basically, you know, we say if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready." Yeah. Well, that's what he basically said when he goes, "I play every game." Like it's like we're like we're like it's a World Series game. So he's yeah. like, whether I'm in training camp, whether I'm in practice, whether it's an in season game, we're in the 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 the, the postseason, or we're in the the World Series, I'm gonna give my all. I'm gonna play the game the mm-hmm. same way. So if you keep mm-hmm. that mindset, you don't it don't never change. It's not like, oh, this yeah, game yeah, don't matter. Yeah. So with these ladies. And please, I, I want to say this for your viewers because I, I don't know everyone who watches. I'm not here bashing anyone. Oh, no, no. So, so, so you understand, we keep it 100 here. Yeah, it's a safe I just, space. We don't yeah. pull no punches, bro. I just, I just want people to know, even still with what I'm saying, I'm yeah. not browbeating anybody. Mm-hmm. A woman should always be a woman. So hair done, nails done. That should be an everyday thing with thing, a thing with Jiffy. Like it shouldn't be like, oh, I'm about to go shoot in LA. Let me, you know, I'm about to shoot this big company. Let me get myself together. Because whether you're shooting content for yourself personally, whether you're shooting for a local company, small, big, large, or national, you supposed to carry the same package. And that's just professional advice. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can't throw an event and go. Eh, I'm gonna put half the energy into this. You know, <laughs> this you know what I mean, no, you gotta go balls to the wall. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta go balls to the wall because 
I just think it happened too fast. You you have a lot of people that's in this industry, that's in business, but they're not a business-minded person. Mm-hmm. So they saw something that they can capitalize off of, but they have no knowledge of what they're getting into. So they mm-hmm. treat it like a hobby, right, mm-hmm. instead of a business. So if you come into this industry and you go, oh, take pretty pictures and I can do that, or hey – have sex on camera. I can do that. Yeah, if you come in with that mindset, then yeah, you want there's a million people to do it. What separates the biggest known porn stars and then the average content creator? There's a lot. It's the same way as the anybody playing basketball in their neighborhood and then people in the NBA. I was just having this conversation with my wife the other day. There are tons of players that's around the world that's better than these athletes in every sport. There's people in the street that play better football. There's people in the street that play better basketball, soccer, volleyball, you name it. But what gives, what makes these athletes the in, in, in professional is because it's more than just the skill set is do you have, are you a team player? Are you disciplined? And that's honestly what a lot, and you older, a little bit older than me, OG, so you already know. You've been on the court. You done seen yeah. some niggas that hoop better than a lot of these NBA players. Yeah. But, but, but what? They, they, they ain't built for the NBA. They NBA party. Different. They yeah. let women get involved, drugs mm-hmm. get involved. You know what I mean? You can mm-hmm. ball. With you. Are you disciplined enough to mm-hmm. be on time to go? You know what I mean? You have so many people that's made it to the league and got, mm-hmm. got cut because they were showing up late to practice. You get what I'm saying? So it's more than yeah. just skill set. And the same thing goes when it comes to this adult industry. These ladies and men, and men that shoot porn, that's real porn star, you don't see them beefing online. You don't see them talking about their personal lives on the internet. You don't hear about family matters. No, they're there to provide the fantasy, and that's all it is. But you have a lot of these other people that shoot adult content, and their social media, their personal social media, and their their adult social media persona is one thing. One thing, mm-hmm. you know, you're there to provide the fantasy. Once you log on as whatever adult entertainment name you are, mm-hmm. then that's the only thing that should be shown on that page. That's the only kind of mm-hmm. energy. So you can't pick and choose when to have it. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. I think that's where it went wrong. You you have to when when you see me on the internet. Mm-hmm. There's nothing on there but promo. <laughs> oh my God. You don't see nothing, bro. I don't even yeah, have a actually, Facebook. Yeah, I tell you, if I'm, I'm sorry, it, what, the Facebook I'm, that I'm blocked on now is it's blocked because I posted flyers and shit. If that I'm on the internet, bro. Either I'm perving or promoting. That's it. <laughs> When you see my, if you see Pricewell Productions online, I'm promoting you something. That's it for me. Like when when it comes to that space, anything outside of that, my personal life is my personal life. No one cares about me, and I'm being honest. I appreciate you calling me a legend, and you know what? I am fucking dope. <laughs> Thank you. I'm the best to ever do this shit. You heard me? I'm the best. I am the best, and I'm not. You know. No disrespect to nobody, but something has to be number one. I'm it. Cream of the crop. I said, but see, but that is the the characteristic of a true businessman. 
Because you want to be the best. At some point, you want to be number one in what the fuck I you said, do. What you want me to say? I'm number two? <laughs> no, with those number two. <laughs> you know what? All right, you know what? I'm good, but there's somebody out here greater. No, nigga. Let me tell you something. Let me get on my shit. Let me get on my shit. That's why you want me on here. You want me? You want? Yeah, yes, yes. Come. That's why. Right. Yes, we keep Which, it real here. Now, nah, all jokes aside, I want people to understand this. Why I say I'm the best. For any of you who choose to do some homework and research on me, I'm the reason why a lot of people are in the positions they are. I've taken those risks. Whether you want to believe it or not, whether you like me or you don't, why do you think people, these ladies, people are throwing events around the country now? Why do you think there's, why do you think people are paying, charging what they're charging for events? You get what I'm saying? I was at a time, because you can't say I'm lying, because I've literally been throwing events for these years, right? Mm-hmm. Parties, etc. Not for the full 20. I mean, I've always been a promoter, and if you care to hear it, I'll get into some backstory about how I started throwing parties, but when it comes to oh, events and stuff, when I started throwing real events, bro, I would say back in like 06, 07-ish, no one was like, no one's paying, no one's buying tickets to come see I was selling tickets, bro. I wasn't. I never wanted to be on some door to door, and and it wasn't me being cocky. I just was like, I need to know where the money's at. Mm-hmm. I don't want to invest and then be like, you're waiting to see who comes through the door. So I'm like, yo, I'm gonna start selling tickets. I come from the old school, bro. My family used to throw fish fries, and you know, I come from a long yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. Money. My dad was a DJ. My dad was a I'm every bit of my dad, like photographer, DJ. I used to do it all. So I come from a, a, a long space, and, and even my mother throwing boat rides and ski trips and organizing. I've learned my patience through that. You can plan a whole year for one night. If you can have that kind of patience, you're going to go far. So people are like, oh, I need it now. It might take you know, when I first started doing events, I took a whole year, bro. Before I did that mm-hmm. first ever all BBW event at the Players Club in the Bronx, New York, mm-hmm. where we had all these BBWs, and I'll send you some footage um, once we finish this, so maybe you could add yeah. it to your interview. There's yeah. still some floating around. Okay. I did the Jelly Ain't Jam Part 1. That's when I had Milky Diva. I had Bootylicious. I had... Yeah. <laughs> the Real Judy Booty. I had addiction. I had uh, 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 Miss um, Pandora, bro. You Cleo, yo, you name them. They was in the building, right? And you know, it took me a whole year to design that event and for it to happen. That's where the patience came in from, right? So when I started charging, selling tickets, like I said, the, when I when I mentioned like the fish fries and all that, we was handing out flyers and and used to little yo. Buy a ticket to this event. Now, back in the day, you in the hood, you throw a little fish fry, you know, a little dance or something, you know, yeah. $5 here to come in, $10. Little numbers. But now moving into the the, the event space, yeah, that's what made me start charging. Yo, $20, $25. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, $10 just wasn't, it was the, it was what I had to invest <clears throat> in the events. And, and I had to grow. I didn't have all the answers when I first started. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to paint that picture. I had a lot of bumps in the road that made me fine-tune how I operate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is, 
people don't have to like me. They don't have to respect me. They don't even know me, and they can hear me now and say, oh, he sound cocky and arrogant. I can't, you can't get mad at me explaining my truth. Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is, nobody was doing what I was doing at the time that I started doing. Yeah. Nobody was beating their chest saying, hey, I got an event with some plus-size girls. Oh, fat bitches? No. I didn't say fat bitches. I said, we have BBWs performing tonight. Ah, oh, you fucking fat girls. Hey, I didn't say that. I said, I'm having an event mm-hmm. BBW. I had to like that's what people don't see. Y'all y'all don't see, y'all want to talk. Oh, he cocky, he arrogant, he all this. The reason why I beat my chest is because nobody was holding my back up when them people was laughing at me when I was like, "Yo, I need to rent a space." All right, what kind of event you having? Oh, strip thing, kind of like a bachelor party, kind of like you know. Oh no, nah, no, nah, we can't do that here. And then for those that did allow that, oh okay, all right, cool, a little risky, but we'll we'll fuck with you. So what kind of girls you have? What what, what kind of girls? Oh, I'm done with the BBW. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't count to you how many times I've been. And look, and look, and I'm gonna tell you the biggest, the biggest pleasure is when them people that laugh when you see when you see their face when you show them, motherfucker. Yeah, it's real, nigga. It's money. Oh, I'm gonna give you. You thought it was stupid, nigga. For the game, every time I did an event, I did four events at it was the Players Club. Yeah. Then they sold it into a new owner. It was called Club 11. So I did two yeah. events when it was Players Club and two events when it was Club 11. And then I took like a little year off hiatus. I thought I was going to leave the business. It just, it, I, I came back. I, I, I know what it was. I wasn't even intentionally coming back. I just was trying to surprise my wife with a little birthday party. Mm. And, a lot, you know, being in the business, you just know a lot of your friends became people from industry. So mm-hmm. I, I got that bug again. And after I did her birthday party, I'm like, yo. I'm coming back. And I'm like, if I'm coming back, I got to do a big joint. So I did uh, rent it out Angels, which is a mm-hmm. strip up in Queens. Or, uh, I don't even think it's there no more. This was in 2016. Bro, this is one of the biggest clubs in New York. Like, it's two floors, but it's not a solid two floors. So it's one main level. Then they have, like, a second floor tier on this side, another second floor tier on this side. The DJ's in another second tier on this and behind us. It was Mm-hmm. Huge club, 400 capacity or more, or whatever. Bro, we had the line. And this, we did the event on a Sunday. Mm. We had a line around the block. The owner came to, not the owner. The owner was, the owner who I wish was there that night. He had to go away. He had to, he had to go to like Lebanon or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. So the guys he had managing the spot, mind you, this event took maybe four or five months to plan. And actually, mm-hmm. you know, I got the contract, went to the club. You know, I think he just, he felt my energy. He trusted me. He was like, all right, I'm going to let you do it. But it cost me a little pretty penny. So we throw the event and we we get there and there's a line. The guy come to me and goes, I've never seen a line before 10 o'clock, like out here, unless we had like a celebrity. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, unless they booked a celebrity. So he was like, yo, I want to get you in contact with this person. May he rest in peace. May God strike me now. He was like, yo, you know, DJ K Slade, we cool with him. He throw his parties here. We want to mix the work. I was like, with all due respect, I declined. I don't want to throw an event with DJ K Slade. Not because DJ K Slade ain't a legend. I just knew we was on two separate pages. You know, DJ K Slade had these other kind of models. They was very thick and voluptuous, but they wasn't BBWs. And I've learned a long time ago, you don't mix the worlds. So one, may he rest in peace. And two, I'm not talking of his name. I just knew that wouldn't have worked because all money ain't good money. 
it would have caused a problem if you have the the ladies that people see in like music videos. Yeah. And then you mix them with the lady. Like you know what I mean? It's two separate crowds. It's two separate mm-hmm. kind of atmospheres. So I only brought that up to show you that how impressed they was that they was like, oh my God, these people and, and they and you knew whoever was in that building, they was there specifically for the plus size ladies. Yes. We because I've never done an event in a club where we mix mix the crowds. And that's another thing. A lot of these people, as over the years they started coming around throwing club events. They would have like a BBW night or a BBW hour. Like, oh, we'll let some of your girls come. <laughs> no, and no disrespect to them, but and that's what I'm trying to tell people. Like, when I tell you I'm the first to do it, like, nigga, we've been yeah. doing it. The, the, you can't show me footage from before when I'm gonna show you footage from, and then you know what I mean. Like, this shit is timestamp. Yeah. See, I'm sorry. I'm not be talking too much. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. This episode is about pipes whales. What you talking about, dude? This is what we want. <laughs> You know, Sorry, because like, because even to the point that because I have thrown events um, from the time doing the BCB Street Team when I was doing music, people don't realize these events are not easy to put together. No, and also add to it, you're dealing with women. So, and and and, and, and to be honest with you, those two things can sometimes become headaches because. I'm having the event, putting this together, setting it up, getting the place, uh, convince these females to come through. Oh, and also the different mixes of attitudes and beats <clears throat> and shit of that nature. Because, see, you up there in New York, everybody come to fucking New York. And everybody come to your event. That's so- <laughs> not true. No, 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 I can't even, I can't even, no, bro. It's not as easy as you, no, it's perception. Yeah. It's, Listen, if you see any ladies that's regular that have been regulars at our event, yeah, that's only because you know I treat them good, I treat them well, and they like their vibe, they get their money. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never easy. I'm being honest with you. This business yeah. has never been easy. Now, the art of throwing an event, mm-hmm. it's easy to me. I can do the shit yeah. in my sleep. But that's because I've the I'm 20 years in. You get what I'm saying? Like that's the only reason. So it's not me being cocky. It's only I'm. It's only easy to me. Is because you, you know I what know the fuck you doing. doing. Exactly. It ain't being cocky. You know yeah. what the fuck so you doing. Get the proofs in the pudding. And then when things come up, you just learn how to pivot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's always issues with every event we throw. Yeah. You might not know about it because we know how to fix it, mm-hmm. and only experience can tell you how to fix it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. But when it comes to like the ladies that perform, like the ladies, they you know they come, they pay a tip in to perform, like the same way they would do at a club. You know what I'm saying? And this because one, so one, I don't I don't mess with the ladies that we work with. You get what I'm saying? So I treat them all with respect. I'm not a weirdo when it comes to being like you got these guys that's all these people that call themselves promoters, but they do this business because they want they want free fills. They sleeping with the girls. They want I don't do none of that. So you you can you can ask any lady that worked with me in the past 15 or so years or whatever, 10 years. There's no fraternizing. I don't I don't I don't mess with them. So they, they feel safe, they feel comfortable about me. So anybody can say, oh, pipe ain't shit, but my reputation speaks for itself. Because find a lady that's gonna tell you, 
oh yeah, Pipe was just trying to do this to me. He was just trying to do that. He, yeah. I'm, I'm out of dressing rooms while they changing, and I give them their space, and I treat everybody fair. And that's the hard part. The hard mm-hmm. part is being neutral. That's yeah. the true definition in this business that I found that is hard to do. And it's and it's not hard for me to do morally. It's hard for me to do because it avoids headaches. It creates headaches when even mm-hmm. when, you, when even when you're being neutral, it causes a problem. Mm-hmm. For instance, I'm gonna give you a light scenario, brother. Got a dope ass performer coming through. She's firing her own right, whoever she is. Mm-hmm. Hey, pipe. Um, I just want to let you know, like, I got my my security person coming with me, like my my my, my dude coming with me. Maybe not her personal dude, but I got security. Okay. Okay, well, here's the problem with that. One, I pay over $1,000 in security for my events. Mm-hmm. I don't have my homeboys watching the door. There's not no random. We have licensed security at our events. All of them. Mm-hmm. I'll put that out there. Now, one event, we don't have professional licensed security at our events, right? Mm-hmm. So, here's the problem with that. One, if I'm already paying for security, you don't need yours. But if you really want your security to be there, then he has to buy a ticket like everybody else. Or you got to buy a ticket for him. So imagine you don't event 20, 25, 30 ladies. Imagine if every lady needed their own personal security. So if I tell you yes, then I got to tell her yes. So I'd rather just keep it 100, neutral. No, nope. we already got that in control. But now let me tell you another story. Hey, Pipe. Yo, I'm in town. I'm filming. I got my cameraman. He's going to follow me. He's going to film my event. He's filming my, my me in New York City. Damn, that's a dope idea. Mm-hmm. Sorry, can't do that, though. Oh, well, I can't do it. Because if I let you film, have your cameraman, now I got to let the next lady have her filming cameraman. Now we got, what, three, four, five other cameramen filming our events where we can't control the narrative, even when people sign agreements and contracts, contracts can be broken. Contracts is just to put on paper that there's rules in effect. People yeah. break contracts every day, right? So the only way to fix it is to go to court. And sometimes it's like, is it worth going to court? Is it worth the fees? So contracts are made to be broken, unfortunately. So what's the point in me even having you sign paperwork, right? Because people are still do what they want to do. You know, people are selfish like that. So that's why I say, no, I'm sorry. There's no outside cameras allowed at our events. No, you can't. I understand it's something simple. You just want people. I get it. You don't want to film the event. You just want to film you. You want to capture some stuff for your personal platform, which I definitely understand. But if I tell you yes, then I have to tell the other people yes. And you don't know how many other people will have to say yes to. So now we're going to have a what? A whole motion picture worth of photographers and videographers filming the event. So you know how I solved that? I'm sorry. There's no outside cameras or film media allowed. But see, from their perspective, it's just, oh, but it's just me. But when people are not so much being selfish, I don't want to use the word selfish, but people only pay attention to their wants and needs. They don't see the big picture. Me, I see the big picture. It's not just you. It's going to be somebody else. In the moment, if you're thinking nobody's looking, there is. So if I let one lady do something, you know what? Somebody's going to tap me on my shoulder. 
hey, Pipe, I thought you said we can't do that. Mm-hmm. I get the emails. I get the phone calls. I get the questions. Oh, then it's, oh, there's favoritism. Bro, it was a thing going on the internet years ago. I haven't heard it so much in recent years. Oh, yeah. Pipe only fuck with the light-skinned girls. He only like... <laughs> No, they didn't. Wait a second. No, they didn't say you were colorist. <laughs> bro, bro, on my soul. Niggas, yo, that was the whole thing. Pipe only like the light-skinned girls and all oh, this, that, and the third. Listen, baby, it's another day in the office for me. If you see me promoting somebody, it's for a reason. If I'm promoting somebody heavy, either they, they're drawing their attention. I look at numbers. Yeah. That's why when all these ladies be like, I'm Miss Such and Such, and oh, you want to book me? You got to book me for this. I look at the numbers. I don't look at your social media numbers. I don't look at your fans' numbers. I look at money numbers. What what What's the money looking like? What's the numbers we, we could bring in profit? What, what's the, the dollars? Yeah. Because if you got 300K followers, but you can't get 20 people to buy a ticket for you, and I'm talking about minimal 20, but they don't see that. All they see is, Oh, I got 100K followers. Oh, oh, I'm known. But when I put that you have a ticket on sale yeah. and not even 10 of those bitches and see, sell. And see, ladies don't like to hear that following don't mean shit. It doesn't mean nobody money. It just means more people just looking at you. Nobody wants to hear the value isn't there. And trust mm-hmm. me, I have no pleasure. And, you know, then that's what I'm saying, what makes it hard. Because I'm not here to offend nobody. Mm-hmm. But business is not fair. And I it's either either I'm gonna protect your ego or I'm gonna protect my pockets. Which is ultimately how I feed myself and my family. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Nobody wanna hear that. But if you get to the bottom of it, it's not about how many followers you have on the internet. When we post that you have a ticket on sale and you doing a meet and greet and you telling your fans, hey, I'm gonna be in New York, I'm gonna be at this place at this time. The tickets are only twenty five dollars. Come see me. Mm-hmm. And 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 what you sell? I'm and and on the website, you sell six tickets. You you get what I'm saying? Like and, and no disrespect, you know, but look where the numbers lie. But you you're the person who asked me to book you for twenty five hundred, or book you for fifteen hundred plus flight and hotel, or or I've heard even work way higher numbers. Yeah, so, I can imagine. Like I'm this. I do this. This is business for me. It ain't personal. I'm not booking you to come to my house. I'm not booking you to come in the hotel room and we twirl it around. I'm booking you to 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 as an investment to make profit at my event. Now let me ask you this. Why do you think some females are put off of your straight lace business approach? Mm-hmm. Because I noticed because like some females, they're used to the the guy that's trying to get them to do shit, do work flirt with them and stuff like that. You 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 sound like a dude that, you know what I'm saying, you keep it you keep it G with your business. You feel me? And sometimes that's off-putting to some females or they consider it off-putting. You get what I'm <laughs> He's mean. God, why why he gotta be like that? All that bullshit. No, it's 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 the simple fact of the matter as I stated before. You have individuals that's in the business or want to be in the business, but they're not business minded, right? Because if we both are on the same accord that this is about business, then there's nothing to get misconstrued. 
right? Mm-hmm. You know that my decisions are not personal, it's business. Mm-hmm. When when one Fortune 500 company is trying to buy another Fortune 500 company, you think they give a fuck about the employee? No, they're looking at the numbers. It's unfortunate we got to cut some people, but in order for this deal to work, we got to get our numbers down to here. Mm-hmm. When you have an architect that builds for a company, I'm going to tell you, I know a lady. I know a lady who was an architect. That's why I brought that up. She told me some of the most profound shit. She, uh, I'm not going to say what, see, it was a brand of comp- of, of a business, of a chain of restaurants that she, on the East Coast, she was the architect to build those new upcoming restaurants, chains. As an architect, it wasn't just her drawing out what it looks like. She had to send reports to account for every bolt, nail, and screw. And I was just always, I was like, first of all, I could see why these people get paid. What they get paid? Because how do you, can you phantom, bro, even the room you're sitting in right now, I don't care if you're in something, a closet. Can you count how many screws is going to go into the the wall? (laughs) Can you count how many no. you got you to pre-know how many buckets of paint is going to take the paint, how many screws is going to take, how many drills yeah. you going to need. They want that people... budget down to the science. Exactly. So it's not personal. And people are not just saying, oh, how much is it to build this space? Uh, eh, just give me about 30-something hundred. No, they're going to say, listen, it's going to cost me this for this product, that product, that product. You, you got this price in material. And then it's going to cost you this in labor because they're calculated. So same thing goes for this business. I'm not here to give somebody a free trip to New York or to wherever I throw an event. I have no problems with booking somebody. And I know in my heart when I try to make deals, I think about it even before I present it to somebody. You want to be fair. You don't want to offend nobody. But at the end of the day, you, the numbers still got to just make sense. Yeah. Now, that's up to that person whether they're willing to accept it or not. You don't have to like the offer, but at the end of the day, you're not going to get extra money out of me for no fucking reason. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it just got to be fair. And I just know when I make my deals, it's a hundred percent business related. I count down everything projection, what I think we're going to do fair market value. I even take an account if they have to travel. I look at their numbers. I look at their influence. I look at everything. So, you know, a lot of times I take a gamble. A lot of times I overpay because I just know, you know, it, it takes some money to get people to move and shape. Yeah. But I'm not here to to give anybody just a free trip just because, you know, a lot of these ladies, they don't even get booked. I, bro, the last year and a half, I've been booking ladies doing autograph signings. We've had our strip events, but we've been bringing in big name, you know, performers or well-known performers to do autograph mm-hmm. signings, meet and greets. Mm-hmm. Who else is doing that? Who else is paying you, a performer, to come out and sign autographs and meet and greet with your fans? Gee. Who's doing that? Who's doing it? Who's paying thousands of dollars to get you to come out? Now, I know you're getting booked, but you're getting booked for other things. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> now, not something that simple. You know, so it's like, that's the messed up part about the business, but... I'm not shaking nor stirred. Like I said, I'm a very persistent individual. If I can't work with you now, 
if the stars align, I'll work with you in the future. I'm persistent. I can wait. I'm patient. I'm very patient. <laughs> I'm very patient. I can wait. Trust me. I can wait. If you tell me no today, I ain't thinking it's uh, the end all be all. We'll circle back. Most definitely. So when it comes to your filming or what have you, um, tell me how you run your set or what have you. So people can get an idea of a Pipes Wells production run set. Well, no, I don't shoot. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't shoot for myself and mm-hmm. distribute content. I shoot for content creators. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they book me to film their work for mm-hmm. them. Okay. Um, once again, it's hard to find someone like me that's dedicated to the business about their money. Mm-hmm. So. I have a lot of trusted clients that I work with closely. You know, it's not about having a whole bunch of people. It's about having the right people. Mm-hmm. And I want to get paid for my work. So I, when I'm shooting a lady, I'm not trying to fuck. I'm not touching them. I want to get paid for my work, and I want to go to fuck home. <laughs> I've had ladies offer me, hey, well, you you working so close with me. Won't you won't you just take a percentage of, of my OnlyFans? Nah. Nah. I don't work for free, and I don't do content exchange. I just want to get paid fairly for my time and my talent. And, oh, well, you could make so much more. Then you know what? Then I'm missing out on the opportunity. I'll eat that. But I'd rather just get paid fairly for my work. Mm -hmm. And the clients, the ones that I do have, we shoot really good stuff. It's amazing. I travel this country shooting content. How many niggas really, really put that out there? How many of niggas really getting booked, flown out? My clients fly me out. Bro, I'm going collectively, collectively in a physical 12-month year. I'm going almost two months out of a year. Okay. Shooting content. Because, and, and my, my, my fees, my, first of all, when I get booked for my shoots, it's my flight and hotel, rental car. Mm-hmm. I don't sleep. I don't stay in the same. I was, well, I got a couple of clients that I, we do stay in the same. Like, oh, we'll stay in the same Airbnb, but that took trust and, and all mm-hmm. that. I don't sleep. I don't hang out with the town. Like, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I'm a male. You yes. know what I mean? Like, even when I shoot content houses, unless I'm like really close to everybody in there, familiar. If I get, I need my own hotel. Yeah, I need yeah, to, yeah. Booking an Airbnb that got a, a guest house because. You, when you're working with talent from all over the country, you don't know them. I don't ever want a young lady to feel like, oh, my God, I just came out the shower and you were standing by the door. And I could have just been creeping to the kitchen to get me another vodka crayon. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, don't ever yeah. want, I don't ever want to even open the door for someone to feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I, I pride myself on separating myself from the average quote-unquote photographer, videographer, or promoter. So that's why when I work with ladies and they do my events as a promoter, I'm not touchy-filly with them. I don't grab asses and titties. I'm not staring at them. Give these ladies their space. They're women. And although they're going to get naked for us, they're going to strip, you deserve to change your clothes in private as a woman. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, and that's not hard for me to do. Yes, every lady I work with I think is attractive as fuck. I'm a fan. Also, mm-hmm. you know, that's the motivation. That's the muse, right? You only get yeah. great ideas because you're like, ooh, she's sexy, and I think this will look great. But you have to have a level of discipline and professionalism, and I pride myself on that. 
square shoot. Well, just on a joking matter though. But I'm pretty sure they turn on some of the girls anyway. <laughs> bro, I, some of them throw it though. Don't get it twisted. No, no, yeah. Some some people like some girls are just like super friendly. You know, when you in the industry, people are like super yeah. friendly, and it's just yeah. they don't. But and I always tell any lady that is that, listen, but I don't, I don't fuck around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, I just don't. And it's, and it's not even because I'm married and all that. That's definitely a main part of it. But I was like this before that. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why you think my wife is comfortable when I travel to go shoot? Yeah. Because she knows me. She trusts me. She's mm-hmm. been around me. She's seen me. She knows when I'm shooting. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's professionalism. You know what I mean? Involved. So that's another thing. As a, as a married man, as a husband, a father, bro, you know, I could travel this country and she knows I'm in hotels, I'm in Airbnbs, we shoot when I'm around all this. She, you know, that takes trust, but you only have trust. trust. That only takes trust. It had to be earned, it's not given. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to prove myself because she just know how I am. You know what I mean? But don't think she's just an oblivious woman, like, oh yeah, sure, go ahead. No, <laughs> she didn't give me no problems, but. If you think I don't think her antennas is up, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, mm-hmm. bro, I just, I just like, to, I like to sleep clean. Yes. Okay, because that was the thing with me is even as talent, I never wanted to or tried to shoot off camera with them. Um, hell, I even had girls sometimes like, damn, do you even like me? You, you ain't touch my ass. <laughs> I, bro, <laughs> I, I, I hit that. Like, what, you don't like me or something? You ain't. Baby, it's not. I'm showing you respect. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, look, how would you think I'm a creep or something? Yeah. But after you say that, now I'm gonna feel your butt. Okay, fuck it. Now we about to fuck anyway. Me, it's like you know. Listen, I love, I love all these ladies, man. Uh, yeah. I, listen, who who wouldn't be happy to to know? You know, I love it. I love being around it. I love the atmosphere, bro. But at the end of the day, the women, these women are still these ladies are still yeah. women. Yes. So. They deserve to be treated as such. You know what I mean? And I pride myself on creating a safe, secure environment. I want them to feel safe. I want them to come back. I don't ever want to be in a conversation of creeps. I like to people to know that I'm 100% about my business. I want my money. Let's get it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Most definitely. So, people, I done held this man on here long enough. We then came to the end of another great Nah, we, episode. Episode. we didn't get into shit. Oh, oh, dude, dude, you coming back? I, I hope you realize that. Yeah, it, we, it, 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 I don't feel like we even talked about nothing important. Oh, oh, no, no, we ain't even got to the, the crux of it. It's just I have another another recording I got to do. See, if I had nobody nah, else tonight, this was right, listen, two hours. No, no, this is what we're gonna do. You got five minutes to ask me four new questions. Let's go. <laughs> okay, okay. Ten minutes You're ask right. me. Ten minutes ask me five questions. All Let's, right, all right, then, two minutes. Let's go. Question number one, what do you take into account when you pick the location for your events? Safety is important first. Um, I always want the ladies to be in the safest, secure uh, environment and something that the fans, it feels safe. Number two, it got to be sexy. Mm-hmm. I pride myself on throwing mainstream upscale events, so it got to be sexy. You got to be able to hold capacity. That's why you'll never hear me. You know, you'll see these promoters, they'll throw an Airbnb party. Mm-hmm. Bro, you can't fit enough people in that house even no. justify me getting out of bed for that amount of money. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So 
you know, I, if, if I can't throw an event with 250 capacity or better, the numbers ain't even worth me getting involved. Um, yeah, and if it fits the, fits the needs of the event. So I never want the ladies to feel uncomfortable, so it always got to be a place where they can change safely, privately, securely, clean, safe, you know, that type of vibe. Okay. What was the event that you felt you hit your stride? Uh, the, honestly, it was the the first one, the the first big one when I rented out Players Club, that Jelly Ain't Jam. Mm. That was like, that was my statement piece. Because I've done smaller parties and stuff at that point. Mm. But that was my first event where I bought out an entire strip club and had the biggest, well, at that time, who are now like legendary names in the business at that event. You know what I mean? That Jelly Ain't Jam. And then I think a few years later, I did another event where I put more money into it. Celebrity DJ, bigger name talent. Like At this point, a, a lot of the talent was big names. I was booking people. I'm paying for hotel rooms. I'm paying for flights. Like I got to that level. That really did it for me. That was in like a few years later. Same club. Then I hit another milestone, I would say, bro, in 2016 when I did it again at Angels, the strip club in the Bronx. Um, and then now moving forward, you know, even though we have, I stopped doing the strip clubs, and we can get into that another time too while I stopped booking out clubs, but rental spaces and things like that is when I started bringing in like big name talent, like when we started doing these autograph signing meet and greets, and I'm working with legends like Miss Deja and or when I brought, oh, working with Pinky, the four times I worked with Pinky have all been legendary, where we doing events that's over three, 400 people sold out, two floors. I just did, and then I guess finally to cap off, I'm just, it's so many moments that everyone has been so much better. This year, we did our 20th anniversary boat ride, 400 people capacity. Pinky came out to host it. We had amazing, amazing turnout. It was such a dope way to celebrate 20 years. And then we had an after party. So it's a lot of those moments, bro. <laughs> every, every, I, to, to answer your question with, yeah. with all that I said, I don't, I still don't think I've made it because I still have a bucket list of names and people that I want to work with. I'm going to feel I finally made it when I, when I bring out Vanessa Del Rio. And I mean, I, and, I mean I've been, I've, and I know her. I've been in communication. She's just been having some, some, some. some she rough still business. got it. She can still bro, get when it. I tell you, <laughs> listen to me, brother. The moment I bring out Vanessa Del Rio, I just might have to retire. Like you know, your ass ain't gonna retire. Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> won't. But that'll be the moment where I feel like it. Like no, for real. Yeah. To me, she's the most legendary porn starlet that has ever walked this earth. To me. Yeah, she is. And not because she of what is. she just did on film, is what she did off film. And mm-hmm. so what she's doing today. To me, she will forever be the queen of porn. And uh yeah, the day I get Vanessa Del Rio at an event. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever take the event outside of NY? Yes, we just did uh Exotica Weekend. We just did our event in New Jersey. Word, 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 word. Shut that shit down too. We just did oh. that October twenty second. Okay, most definitely. And the last question, how do you balance it all, my brother? Personal business to everything. Um you got to find you got to find hours in a day. 
Um, I don't sleep much. You'll see me get <laughs> off live at 12, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm back up at 4.45, 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Because it's not just the events and tickets and all of that. I have really, I really have multiple businesses. Like, do you see that poster behind me? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't see the details in it. It's one of my prized possessions. I designed that. Word. So that's signed by Lawrence Teller and Saquon Barkley. You get what I'm saying? It was a, a piece that I was commissioned to design. So my vanilla life, I work with sports players, and I do all this other stuff and that. But then when it comes to the adult stuff, I'm shooting and editing content. I'm daily posting videos I'm working on. Then I'm running my events and other events behind the scenes. So you just have to find time in the day, and that's what I'm saying is that determination. I'm always working. Is is and I don't say that to say it loosely. Is um, you know, I just before I did this you. live, I just took. I'm being honest with you. I just took the last two hours before we did this live. I sat down with my son and finished watching Roots. My son, who's 11 years old, he wanted to watch Roots. Well, he's now he's old enough. I felt for him to be able to watch it. And mm. We've been watching it for a whole week and a half. All the whole first series, Man. all six discs. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. Even while I'm working with him, I'm I'm chilling with him. I was on my phone selling tickets <laughs> and, and 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 editing a video mm-hmm. on my laptop. So it's it's like you you just got to be determined. I don't take none of this lightly or granted, bro. And even this interview with you, thank you. You know, no doubt, wanting to help tell a little bit of my story. But I need I need another I need, I need, I need a part. Uh, like I said, you will be back, people. He will be back. I need a part two. The I need Smokers a part two. Lounge. He gonna get a part two. But speaking about that, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can get tickets, all that good stuff, man. Lay, lay it out for them. So all you have to technically do is type in Pikesville Productions on Google. But if you have Instagram, it's forever PWP because it keeps shutting my pages down. So it's the number four, the word ever, PWP. On Twitter, it's PWP INC forever. But if you go on my Instagram, which is like Dope to me. I'm building it back up, but they shut me down at my highest. My highest, I was at like 50-something K, which obviously isn't a lot compared to most of these people, but it was a hard-earned 50K. You know what I mean? Um, You can hit my link tree. Um, If you ever want to buy tickets to an event, it's in that link tree, or like I said, you just type in Vice for Productions. Um, I'll send you the link or whatever. When, when, when does this interview end? Um, I have to look and see. It should air, I think, next month. Should be next month. Should Before be next or month. after the ninth? Probably after the ninth. All right. So, at, so this event. So, I will have an event, which um we're featuring Tokyo Drift, bro. I booked Tokyo Drift. Yeah, yes, Lord. She's hosting my Naughty Is Nice Part Three, December ninth here in New York City. I would love for you to come out. Listen, if you come out, I'll give you exclusive, exclusive content, exclusive footage. <laughs> if you pop up, I'm just saying something. If you, I, I pop up, if I pop up, if you want to pop up, because you know, I, I I never have media unless I like I really like I have media on my boat ride. We charge them whatever, whatever. I'm just telling you, you come out. Naughty is nice. Part three. I definitely want to interview after the ninth. Word. Okay. Seven. After the okay. next December, schedule me yeah, back. Y'all heard, y'all, y'all heard it. He, he, he'll be back. Schedule and me back. He'll be back a whole lot because, bro, you, you, 
I love talking to Pikes, man. No, I appreciate it, it, you. Thank it, you for it, having it, me. I, I take this. I don't take this for granted. I followed your career. I don't know if I can say this. You and Candy, y'all yeah. had things locked down in the South for a good long while. I don't know what happened with all that, but I know you was putting out a lot of work. It was a Thank lot you. of content coming out from you. A lot of content, a lot, and you, you can't bro. take that away. Uh, you work with a lot of big names over the years, or they wasn't big names at the time, but now, yeah, they done skyrocketed, and you had a uh, uh, you contributed to that. Yeah, thank you, bro. Thank you. So, as y'all can hear, that that's why I say I have validity when I talk on these podcast people. So, with that being said, you know how we end these things all day, every day. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience if you haven't learned anything? Smoke this over. Say goodbye to the people, pipes. I love you guys. Thank you, brother, for having me on. I would love to be back. I hope y'all don't think I'm a cocky, arrogant bastard, but I'm hella fucking confident. I am the best at what I do. And I really dare you to find a promoter that, like, listen, you can't compare numbers with me. I have receipts. I'm the best because the work is there. The numbers is there. It's a legacy. Like, we've opened doors for motherfuckers. I sound arrogant now. That sound bad. I don't like saying that. (laughs) But no, for real, when you tell people the truth, it sounds like I'm stacking it. Yeah. But for real, like, it's PWP, baby. Like, yes. And we keep it real here. All right, yeah. I'm going to end it with this. I'm going to say the last thing. This is going to tell you my whole life story in one phrase. And you're going to love Go this. It's going to be a sound bite. You're going to love it. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Everybody got to pay the piper. Um, I think on film, um, it's just, it, it is what it is. Um, I like, I like your personality, like I said before. It's not really about a body type per se, because I'm attracted mostly to everything. It's just your personality that can connect to me. You get it? video or something like like be as be as specific as you can for me like don't feel like you're saying too much or asking for too much even down to like the outfit like if you want like a big stars don't know hair certainly because you know what it makes my life so much easier no john's <laughs> so when you hear females talk I don't get mad at them. I don't take no offense to it. I don't feel like no one's taking my shine. Um, when I'm pretty much fooling my, myself. You understand know that? There's always gonna be somebody that's gonna, especially the younger, the next generation, they, there's always gonna be somebody who's gonna come. And I give them a pop, and that's something that, that we as women don't do in this industry. It's very cutthroat, and I don't like it. <laughs> so I don't, I don't operate like that. If, you know what I'm saying? If I see somebody doing anything, I feel like I had it. That's your army. If you, if you are a concentrator and you fetish, like, cater to your fetish fans because that is, that is your army. They will go hard for you. Like, anything you, you do, they fucking praise like a fucking burp and they'll be like, oh my.